This is JFM Podcast. Charles. My name is Ponsak Farah. It was a beautiful Tuesday evening. Today, 30th of May, 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening, Gilbert. How's your day? It's one that I'm still enjoying, but man, this weather, um, <laughs> once you take a few steps, you begin to lose so much water. Um, one also wonders how much calories you lose in this type of weather, but um, I think it's better we stay hydrated. Better. Yeah, I mean that's the best thing to do. You have to take a lot of water, uh, as you know, as much as possible. You know, water is the only thing that doesn't. I've never seen someone died because he took water, clean water. Uh, people would die because I mean the water that they uh, took, you know, is contaminated, and that's why people come down with cholera, uh, diarrhea, some of this infectious uh, disease. Well, um, yesterday Tinubu said uh, fuel subsidy, bye bye. Today, Nigerians are sure I'm shaggy, you know. The, uh, the powers and principalities controlling the fuel have decided to test the will of Ashwaju, the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, because all of a sudden, we saw cues. All of a sudden. From nowhere. That's, that's the cartel that he's up against, you know. And it, here's my honest take, Ponsak, on that statement or on that pronouncement. I think it's one that all the candidates said they were going to deal with. That is the fuel subsidy. Atiku Abubakar spoke about that. Peter Obi of the Labour Party spoke about outrightly. He, said, he kept on saying mm. that's criminal, that he was going to remove it. So I ask, why the backlash? Why the kicking and hobbling by the Labour Congress, the Nigerian Labour Congress, and the TUC? You know, as soon as he said that. But it will also look like, like certain people are trying to insinuate that it was a trap set for, you know, the new president by President Muhammadu Buhari before he left, because in his speech he did acknowledge the fact that from what he's been briefed, you know, there is no provision for fuel subsidy in this calendar year's budgetary allocation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't want to believe that it was a trap indeed, because there is some form of nexus. Between the new president and the former president, Muhammadu Buhari. And members so, of the same party. Thank you so much. And if you look at the line of thought that the National Assembly has taken, they have supported the president's decision to boot out fair subsidy. So it means there is some form of you know, arrangement that we all haven't been privy to before uh, this moment in time. But another factor to consider again is if that outright declaration was the way to have gone about it because the you know problem that labor congress nigeria labor congress had found mm-hmm. with that pronouncement is that it was done with no consultation mm-hmm. the trade union congress came out to say it was still the same thing yeah they weren't no consultations whatsoever but i think it's more like putting the cart before the horse in the same speech the president said his administration would consult and not dictate so it means that there's still a room for consultation with the various interest groups of st- or stakeholders, as the case may be. And another factor to consider is the NNPC factor. Yeah. yeah you know, they came out again to say they were in full support of that. Mele Kiari addressed a press conference saying they were going to, you know, 
take it as it is. And besides, they were the ones funding the fuel subsidy. A larger chunk of their profit was going to, you know, subsidizing um, PMS. So we'll just wait to see in the next few days. But by and large, his government, again, has to win the people's confidence. He has to speak a lot about how he intends to handle this fuel subsidy removal. Because whether we like it or not, there is so much to the removal of fuel subsidy than what meets the ears in terms of saying, I'm going to reduce this. There will be the adverse effects. How much would, for example, a liter of fuel go for right now? And what would someone who pays from that inquiry to say, Maraban Jama, to go to work, you know, every morning and then come back in the evening, how much will they pay? How will they reinvest the money back in the economy? So that's the question. That's a million dollar question. That's the question. Well, uh, in Plato here, uh, the governor, Governor Kale Mutfang, has made uh, first uh, appointments. He has appointed uh, architect Samuel Nanchang Jato as secretary to the government of the state. Uh, architect Samuel Nanchang Jato is a retired director in the Plato State Civil Service. He was a governorship aspirant in 2019. He's presently an active and practicing politician in the PDP, and uh, Governor Mutfang has appointed Barrister Philip Philemon Daffy as Attorney General Commissioner of Justice designate. He's a seasoned legal practitioner with more than 30 years of active legal practice. He's a member of the Council for Legal Education in Nigeria, and Mr. Moses Nguan, MNI, as Executive Private Secretary to the Governor. He's a retired permanent secretary with the Plato State Government and a former local government administrator. He's a devoted community leader. Uh, well, uh, those are the appointments, uh, basically. Uh, it's, it's, it's good, uh, I would say, uh, Gilbert. Great appointment. Yeah, great. great appointment. It comes across like, you know, what we'd love to call square pegs and square holes or round pegs and round holes, um, whichever way. You know, so um, basically... Would wait to see how these individuals would support the cause of governance, would also support the governor himself, because for him to have taken that step, it means, you know, they were fundamental, like um, Mr. Santos Larab was saying yesterday, these were appointments that he had to make individual with no consultation, and of course, um, that he, he just has to. Go deep down, you know, and examine the sort, of, the sort of characters that he was going to work with personally or closely before eventually he makes other appointments that had to uh, have to come like a sort of pacification for all of um, the stakeholders, party stalwarts who contributed to his victory at the polls and all of that. So for me, we've had a conversation here with architect Sam Jato and, and he's from season, absolutely season. a fantastic individual. Very smart can person. Always thank you so yeah, much. And smart. a retired civil servant. Yeah. So he comes with a wealth of experience, experience. that you can't and as get a anywhere. Prat, you know, he's thank a you. Prat. you know. uh, so he knows... Uh, his onions. Jo- yeah, he's, he knows uh, his onions. And uh, for him to contest governorship in 2019 shows that he truly believes in his own ability to mm-hmm. bring, you know, bring uh, value, you know, add value to uh, the system. And uh, Barrister Philemon Daffy, I don't know much, you know, about him, uh, but Mr. Moses Owan, from what people have said about him, uh, he's a very respected, you know, uh, person who has lived above uh, 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 reproach, mm-hmm. I dare say. Uh, so wish them well because uh, we just want, personally, I just want Planted to succeed. I want Plato to succeed. Uh, is the people just like houses will say that Ba Mungu Sarkisi Mungu So it all depends on the kind of people that uh, Barista Caleb Mutfang is going to bring 
close to him to help him to achieve the dream or the vision that he has uh, in his head for, for Plato. Plato. Let's play this instead. When we come back, our guest is via phone. He's on standby. The conversation will start. Stay here. My victory does not render me any more Nigerian than my opponent. Nor does this render them any less patriotic. This shall forever be my fellow compatriot, and I will treat them as such. They represent important constituencies and concerns that wisdom they are not ignored. Some have taken their concerns to court, seeking legal redress. That is their right, and I fully defend that exercise of expert. This essence of the rule of law. Over decades ago, our founding fathers bravely gave us this country to place Nigeria on the map of, our in, of an independent nation. We must never allow the labor of those who came before us to wither in vain, but to blossom and bring forth a better reality. Let us take the next great step, the journey they began and believed in. Today, let us commit ourselves to placing Nigeria in our hearts as the indispensable hope for each and every one of us, regardless of creed, ethnicity, or place of birth. My supporters, I thank you. So who did vote for me? I thank you as well. I extend my hand across the political divide. I ask you to grasp the national affinity and brotherhood. For me, political coloration has faded away. All I see here are Nigerians. All of you on agriculture, rural income that be secured by commodity exchange board guaranteeing minimal prices for certain crops, animal products, a nationwide program for the storage and facilities to reduce spoilage and waste. All of that will be undertaken. Agricultural ops will be created throughout the nation to increase production and engage in credit, promote credit, engage in value-added processing. The livestock will introduce the best modern practices as they take it to minimize the perennial conflict. Through this, food will be made more abundant. Yet, let's possible. Farmers shall and more while the average Nigerians pay less. On infrastructure, we shall continue the effort of the Buhari administration on infrastructure development there and know how many railroads and water infrastructure of fuel subsidy. Unfortunately, the budget that I glimpsed before I assume of and what I've heard is that no provision 
is there for fresh subsidy. The fresh subsidy is gone. Subsidy can no longer justify it ever increasing cost and the wake of dry resources. We shall instead be channeled together to fund to better investment and public infrastructure, education, healthcare, and jobs that we materially through life for people. Monetary policy. Though house cleaning, thorough house cleaning is necessary. The central bank must work towards a unified exchange rate. issues are getting exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 till death, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the timidity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced produce the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalist are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Solomon left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fada and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Well, we apologize for that audio quality. Uh, in case you're just tuning in, the program is Nigeria Sunset. My name is Ponsak Fanab. And I am Gilbert Joseph. We have our phone, uh, the member representing just south, just East Federal Constituency, and Obuldachu Musa Bagos. Good evening. Thank you very much for uh, finding the time to join us, sir. Uh, good evening, Ponsak. Uh, good evening, Plato. And congratulations to Plato. Yeah, well, I was uh, going to ask you, how how's the feeling yesterday at the uh, stadium? I was there, you know, to cover the event, and I saw you uh, yesterday. How's the? Can you just describe the feeling? Yeah, I, I was so elated. It has been so long that I had that kind of feeling. You know, when they will say that you have some ghost pimples on on uh, on your skin coming out, like so, that was the kind of feeling I had, and a very big side of relief that uh, uh, that we have hope that uh, uh, something new has come down to plateau, something that plateau people can feel in their grips and hands that look, this is ours and this is what we want, this is what we really desire and we can be fully be part of this. 
Okay, uh, I mean, your party has won right now. Uh, let me ask you about the first appointment. I mean, uh, do you feel that uh, these people... Uh, what's your take, basically, on the appointment, you know, so far? Yeah. I'm talking uh, about Barista Philemon Daffy. Yeah, yeah let, let, me, uh, let, let, let me make a point of correction here, Pumsad. Yeah. My party did not win. Plateau won. Okay, okay. The, 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 the election of His Excellency Barisa Kaleb Mufan wasn't about the PDP, it was about Plateau. So, so Plateau really won, and uh, Plateau had what it got yesterday. Uh, to the appointment, uh, uh, you can see how the appointment, how the appointment so far uh, is being celebrated across board. Go to the social media, you will see and hear positive comments, uh, especially the appointment of, uh, of, of, of architect Sam Jato as the SSG. You, you will see how it's been received with, with praises across the state. It shows that His Excellency knows what he's doing, not just appointment because of political patronage, but appointing seasoned technocrats that understand uh, the, the job. Uh, architect Sam Jato has been someone that uh, uh, been in the civil service all through, retired as a director, not just that, tested the political climate by contesting in 2019, came back, humbled himself, and worked uh, for Plateau through the PDP for His Excellency, and now which is someone that knows his onions. So I'm, I'm very positive that with the careful selection by His Excellency, uh, Plateau will really get what it wants uh, through the SSG. All right. Honorable, I, I would like to ask you how your constituency, when I mean your constituency, those of you at the National Assembly, um, the House of Reps, and of course the Red Chambers, the Senate, that is, how you intend to, you know, collaborate with the state governor, that is by Mr. Caleb Mutfang, you um, of course, tackling the big elephant in the room. You have always been vocal about insecurity in this state. There is no life that's lost that your voice wouldn't be heard immediately afterwards. And we all hope that it gets to stop immediately. So how does your constituency, yeah. those of you in the uh, National I'm Assembly, so, tend to partner with you? One of the excitements that I had yesterday was um, uh, during uh, the speech of His Excellency, where, he's, where he categorically uh, brought out the issue of insecurity. Uh, gave plateau people the hope that Operation Rainbow, which is like the state security uh, arm that will be equipped, at the same time will be engaged, just like it used to be, alongside other security agencies that have been helping on the plateau. That is a sign of hope. And not only that, there was a very riot ad that he he read out during his speech. That if you are here on the plateau, you should be able to respect our customary rules and laws, to be able to respect how accommodating we are on the plateau. And again, the bad eggs will be fetched out. And it, it gave us that hope that truly that whom will rescue Plato from the issue of insecurity is here. And again, the hope of uh, returning and uh, 
and relocating our people from the IDP. You, you know, so a, a lot of issues that were set out by His Excellency during his speech has really given us hope. Where and how are we going to cooperate with uh, uh, with His Excellency from the National Assembly? Many and many ways. In making sure that he gets the required legislation from the National Assembly to ensure that the necessary, uh, what, what is needed by all the security uh, agencies that are on the plateau gets the required support. If you remember, recall that we just passed the police uh, trust fund. These are issues that will now push what is plateau's quarter because we know that we have people that can really give account to whatsoever plateau gets. We'll be able to push at the National Assembly uh, on, on on allocations that have been given through NEMA, allocations that have been given uh, especially in, in uh, to get our people back to their homes from the IDP. A lot of things that we'll be able to do from the National Assembly. And if there is any legislation that needs amendment to see that His Excellency succeeds uh, from the National uh, level, uh, which will be able to demonstrate again by the State House of Assembly who work together to ensure that plateau succeeds. Uh, I, I can categorically tell you that in the past four years that I was at the National Assembly, uh, I have not been then with the state government been approached on what are issues that you can be able to do from the National Assembly to assist the state. That's the past government? Exactly. So, and I believe that uh, the the administration of uh, of His Excellency will be able to sit down with National Assembly members uh, and to be able to fashion out a way forward for Plato across party lines. He has said it, and he's going to. We will definitely believe that he will do that. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. <clears throat> this were this is the second time Plato is going to be different. I mean, uh, politically uh, politically speaking, now. Uh, during the administration of the first civilian governor of Plateau State, uh, uh, the late Babalar in 79-83, I mean, he belongs to a different party at the state level. Uh, former President Shou Shagari uh, was, you know, was in a different party uh, at the national level. Same thing is happening with the administration of Caleb Mutfang right now. Although we have five, or is it five or six House of Representative members? We have two senators. Uh, what I mean, how different do you think this administration will be, especially as uh, the PDP has been out of government for eight years? I'm talking about pressure uh, on the governor when it comes to appointments right now. Yeah, well, definitely pressures will be there, uh, Paul said. And uh, our prayer to His Excellency is that God should be able to give him wisdom to appoint people in terms of capacity, in terms of expertise, in terms of those that have uh, the, the capacity to deliver the deliverables, those that can be able to, to, to look at plateau first, not because that we were hungry in the past how many years that everybody wants an appointment to enrich himself, no. That everybody will be able to come to the table to see that, look, we'll deliver plateau 
and give dividends of democracy to plateau people because times of politics have passed. Now it's time for governance. Uh, His Excellency have mentioned that uh, severally. And, and again, you know, where, where plateau people should so much believe in His Excellency across party lines and across across religious lines. And uh, his popular anthem that uh, I don't care what tribe you belong to, as long you belong to uh, to Plato, that is the agenda and that is the focus of His Excellency. And I believe that it's not about what tribe you belong to on the plateau, it's about what do we have for Plato across party lines, across whatever positions we have, across religious lines to be able to ensure that this. So, but then for the pressure, definitely in every office, even if it is councillor, pressure will come in. All right. I want to take us back to the issue of security a bit. And that is the effect, um, you know, that in the past you have spoken about state policing and you raised the issue of Operation Rainbow. But let's look at this at the federal level. I want to also assume that you know a bit about the disposition of President Bola Tinubu regarding state policing. And of course, the Southwest was able to come up with the Amotekun which perhaps yeah. some have argued has helped. Do you think mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the idea of state police would come to life in the administration of President Bola Mechinubu? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to push for it. We have been pushing for it. And uh, him being someone coming from a zone that they have to all rise to the challenge to protect their zone, uh, I'm sure he would really give a nod to it that uh, we should be able to have uh, this state police. Like I said earlier, this is time for governance. In as much as we are in the court of law, uh, challenging uh, 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 his winning of the board, we will be able to come together at this moment that we have this opportunity to give dividends of democracy that, look, what can we do to address the issue of insecurity in the country as legislators and executives? Because when it comes to the issue of insecurity, it has affected all of us. It has affected Christians, it has affected Muslims, it has affected PDP, it has affected APC across state level. So these are issues that we need to come together across party lines to see how we can patronize each other to be able to give our people the dividends of democracy. When our people are secured, then we can start talking about party. All right. If you are a subsidy remover, we would like to get your feel about, you know, that outright uh, removal of your subsidy during his inaugural speech. Um, what's your take? The National Assembly has said it's a good step. Are you of that opinion too? Yeah, well, mine, I can say, look, looking at areas that will add any difficulties to people, I don't support. But at the same time, looking at one component that only enrich a certain number of people, that again needs to be looked into. The truth of the net, the, the truth of the matter is that fuel subsidy over the years have just been depriving the poor of so much and enriching another and uh, enriching a few. But removing the subsidy without any cushion is where I have a problem with. 
If we are going to remove subsidy, we should be able to look that you remove subsidy and Nigerians will not feel the impact just like within uh, 10 hours or 5 hours, uh, uh, fuel PMS have ceased. What will you even say those that have it in their uh, in their town farms and suddenly it is not available? What is the problem? You'll be able to look at how can you be able to address if you are going to add the the uh, the price of PMS. How will you add, how will it will affect the prices of food items in the market? How it will affect the healthcare? How it will affect education? How it will affect transportation? These are issues that when you have been able to address this, then you now remove uh, fuel subsidy. Those are our, that has been our argument. That has been my argument over the years. That if this is a problem that has eaten deep into our economy, so if we are going to address it, is it the Dangote refinery that will address the issue? Now we have Dangote refinery, no need to import PMS. Okay. Good Dangote refinery has been commissioned, but has the Dangote refinery started producing and be able uh, to give out PMS to address the issue of Nigerians to know the so those are steps that I expect that government should look into first before the removal. All right. All right, let's talk about uh, the uh, speech of uh, uh, the governor, executive governor of Plateau State. Yesterday, his acceptance of speech. Uh, generally, what's your own take you know, on that speech? Do you think it's very is inspiring enough for citizens? I can see... Very, 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 very inspiring. Very inspiring, Ponsad. In the sense that if you have a leader that, that comes into an environment that people are hopeless, the first thing that the leader needs to do is to charge his people with hope. It's just like the military, it's like that the regimentary that is going for for war and and, and and the commandant and the commander of that very battalion will charge his people in as much as I know that we will have casualties, we will succeed. And the speech of his excellency yesterday he said that you will lead from the front. It shows that this is someone that knows that, look, we will have challenges, but I will hold your hands till we get to the finish line. In as much as some of you might feel discouraged, I will hold your hands to the finish line. In as much as you might think that it's not possible, I will hold your hands to ensure that you walk to the finish line. That is hope. To me, the speech of yesterday was a speech of hope, speech of commitment, speech of assurance, speech to show that truly, in as much as the grass is not looking green, he will water plateau and the, and the land will surely be green at the end of the day. I mean, he first spoke about uh, declaring state of emergency on uh, waste management. How different would you like to see waste management? Because uh, yesterday we were together with uh, Mr. Santos Laraps, and he said from Darie, uh, he gave, you know, a dirty city to former Governor Jang. Same thing, Jang uh, Tulalong. And then uh, how different would you want this issue of waste management uh, to be admi- uh, administered? Although, you know, uh, former Governor Jang did incredibly well during uh, his time with the uh, 
our former mm-hmm. commissioner of environment, that is Dr. Nankin Bagudu. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were waste mm-hmm. bins, you know, uh, across just Bukuru Metro- uh, and Bukuru Metropolis. But again, mm-hmm. the bad guys, you know, stole those waste bins uh, because it's metal and sold them. But how different mm-hmm. would you want waste management? Let, let, let me. You see, why people have not really looked, why, why we still have the issue of waste uh, management as a problem from administration to administration, in as much as uh, uh, our former Governor Jang got it a little bit, as um, you rightly said, people still look at waste as just something that you just go and dump. No. Before we address the issue of waste management, we need to look at it as from the angle of business. We need to look at it from the angle that this is another angle that can create an IGR to the state. We need to look at it from another angle that through the waste management, we can create employment to our populace of the state. So waste from the state or waste from any angle that uh, will, will be will be evacuated. When you just carry the waste and go and dump, you don't see value. But when you see value in something that you think is a problem, I can tell you, Ponsa, that tomorrow or after the next six months or one year, you'll be looking for where there is waste on the plateau. You will not see it because there will be a lot of scavengers that even they, they know that the more they pack this waste and go to where it's being recycled for any, uh, be it plastic, be it any other issue that we look, they know that there is a, once they know that they get money from this, I can assure you that the issue of of, of, of wisdom on the plateau will be gone forever. So we need to look at it from the business angle. We need to look at it from the how it can create IGR. We need to look at it on how it can create employment. Then we'll be able to create that and address the issue that it will no longer be transferred to another administration. But from side discussion with His Excellency, yeah. I know he has plans in uh, in respect to addressing the issue of uh, of wisdom in Plateau State forever. Uh, you know the issue, and one thing he's made, he, he made mention again yesterday, apart from the issue of waste, the issue of, of, of unnecessary packing of all those trucks on the roads. We know those trucks, again, they give so much demand on the road that at the end of the day, you start having potholes or the sidewalkways get so uh, bad that it, it, it affects the road. So this, again, how parking can now be a form of business, how we can get a trailer park within Mararaban Jamaa and so on and so forth, that you can still create IGR from the trailer park. You get so a lot of issues that uh, we know that by the grace of God will come into play to address most of these challenges that our people are facing. 
All right. Well, uh, okay, Gilbert. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to just find out if there are certain areas of collaboration, not collaboration, continuity to say. Because I'll give you an example. President Bola Metinubu said he'd continue with, you know, some of the infrastructural strides of President Muhammadu Buhari. I'm not sure. I don't know. And that's why I want to find out from your end if there are certain things that Barista Mutfang or Governor Caleb Mutfang has inherited that, you know, he can possibly continue with from the outgoing administration and for his let, let, let me tell you some let me tell you uh, something Gilbert um, and Pongsa there was something that his excellency did yesterday that uh, his lieutenants we his lieutenants we need to learn from and we're not going to do it throughout his speech he did not blame the outgoing administration on anything he is focused on continuity. And you had the speech very well. He said they are going to continue on some uncompleted projects. And he have started talking to some of the contractors to go back to site. We, he's not going to work on the blaming game on this is what this, that, or what that, that was. No, he's looking at what can be done at the right time to be done. So I will not, if His Excellency have not blamed the outgoing administration, but he's looking at how he will succeed, I will not blame the outgoing administration on anything, but rather I can assure you that the incoming administration by His Excellency will surely do better than what the outgoing administration uh, was able to do. But again, as a plateau person, you are a plateau person, you go down the streets, you check what was not completed in any way or what was completed and what His Excellency will be able uh, to do at the end of the day. Let's talk about the politics of uh, National Assembly. Uh, I, I know I've asked you in private, but you said uh, you don't, you will not uh, share with me. But I'm asking you in public right now. What's going on? <laughs> how, how is the permutation? As the spokesperson for the minority caucus in the uh, House, what are the permutation? What, what would you like uh, us to know about that? Yeah, well, uh, what, what you need to know uh, in public is what I've already told you in private, sir. that as a spokesperson, I will not be able to say what we have not yet discussed or agreed upon as the minority. We are still looking at all the permutation. We are having meetings uh, because we want to ensure that whosoever becomes the leader, uh, the leader of the 10th House of Representatives is someone that will carry the entire members across party lines. So discussions are still ongoing, permutations are still ongoing. There is no yet outright uh, decision by the minority in as much as, in as much as, again, that the ruling party has been able to brought out, uh, has brought out his own candidate. But from the minority, we have not either adopted, supported, or say no to any of them. But at the end of the day, before the 13th of June, will collectively come to a conclusion, either publicly or quietly, to be able to support who will be the Speaker of the 10th House of Representatives. But mind you, we might put up a statement on who we are supporting, we might not put up a statement on who we are supporting, but categorically, who becomes the, the Speaker of the 10th House of Representatives will surely have the support of the minority. 
because the minority we are 183, while the uh, the the ruling party they are not the majority. They are the ruling party. We have 177. So whosoever will be the speaker will have our support. But like I said, a lot of things must be looked into. A lot of discussions and a lot of gray areas must be cleared before the minority will take its own decision. Honorable, so far, are there rebels among the greater minorities or everyone is on the same page? Are there what? Rebels, rebels yes. No, I wouldn't say they are rebels, but there are people with independent minds. There are people with independent minds that look, uh, this is what they want. So when you have people with independent minds, you can't call them rebels, but rather they have their own independent minds because of their own uh, decision that they want to do. So, but then officially as a minority, we know that we are one indivisible block. We know that we are united towards a cause, and we know that uh, the minority stands as an opposition to be able, not just because of the elections, the after the election, the minority caucus still remains. So even if there are some one individual or individuals that have their own different thought mindset, after the selection of the speaker, everybody will come to the table to ensure that we give the ruling party the necessary check to ensure that Nigerians get the dividends of democracy. Thank you. Well, uh, let's give you uh, opportunity for your final word right now because uh, we'd like to. I, I know that you're a busy uh, person. Yeah. Well, uh, mine is to appreciate uh, Plateau people for, for for giving us this opportunity to be able to to govern Plateau at all levels from the Senate, the senators we have, from the House of Representatives members we have, down to the House of Assembly members we have, making down again uh, to, uh, to the icing on the cake to the governor. Now, you know, because uh, we have been so much on this issue, giving Nigerians and Plateau people the hope. Mind is that let's all close ranks to ensure that His Excellency and all our candidates in different positions succeed. Because as much as we don't support them and each and every one of us to succeed, when the ranking of plateau comes out in terms of economy, in terms of infrastructure, in terms of human capital development, will not be said it is one person, but it's going to be said plateau. So we want plateau to succeed across. We don't care what tribe you belong to, but what we want is one plateau. So let's support our leaders. Let's pray for our leaders. And again, let's correct where it's necessary so that all of us will learn from our mistakes and be able to build to make sure that we all succeed. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Dachu Musa Bagos. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah. Sir. Enjoy your evening. Yeah. God bless all. God bless you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, dear listener, that was Honorable Dachu Musa Bagos, member representing just South, just East Federal Constituency, uh, bear his mind on a lot of uh, issues. Uh, well, you can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. 081-2187-7777. Or you call 90 Before calling, turn down the volume of your radio.
Yeah, on social media at JFM Live and on Twitter where JFM Joss. So drop your comments there. And we'll, we'll love to take them. Let's take this first call. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. Congratulations, JFM. Congratulations, Platu people in Nigeria for escaping the scourge of eight years. Pastor <laughs> from Refugee Angels. That goes up to you. You see, from fact, they use the language to hit the ground running. We need our brother Mufan to do the needful immediately. There is no no more time. Uh, two people are in a hurry to begin to see things uh, start happening in Plateau immediately. Yeah. Likewise, in the nation, at the national level, uh, the, 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 the action that have been taken by Mr. President, Bola Ahmed Tunumbu. You see, this issue of fuel subsidy removal immediately announced has created a very serious problem today. I want to judge it that we are still in the same eight years administration of uh, uh, the former president. Unless he could be able to address this today. Well, it's going to some places 700, some places 900, some places 40 per liter. Nigerians, two people don't want to go through this scourge of times again. The issue of insecurity needs to be addressed speedily. We don't want to go through what we go through eight years again. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for your uh, comment. Well, 081-218-7777 or you call 90 Before you call, turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us your name and where you are calling from. That is very, very important. I mean, this is whole issue of... I even saw a statement today, uh, the executive governor of Plato State, Barista Caleb Mutfang, appealing to uh, foil stations not to exploit the situation because... Of, yeah, it's, it's, it's already uh, crazy uh, because I know that people have well. It's just that statement yesterday by the uh, president in his own acceptance speech that he said. Yeah. And Ademola Adeliki also put out a similar statement. Mm. And I don't know if it's a pattern within the PDP governors, but it's something we want to see governors stand their feet on and ensure the common you know, citizens, like we say, are not exploited and that things go according to plans. We know how it is when you know, there is pain at the pump. Uh, it just gets so terrible price of commodities are increased and they never really come down. So please people have to cooperate and of course make life easier. Yeah, I mean that is just uh, the goal. Maybe you have us take some uh, comments on uh, social media. Alright, on Facebook we have we have numerous comments but um, we'll just try to see how well we'll squeeze as much as we can here. Ayodele Agwabiaka says, that declaration really caused confusion among Nigerians. Today I just had to pay 150 naira instead of uh, the usual 100 naira to avoid trouble from a troublesome keke rider who took me to Old Airport. 
the government should better come out and calm the situation before it gets out of hand. Our governor really inspired me as a person with all he plans to do for this beloved state. Dimas Bala is saying fuel subsidy should be removed, but before then, let there be an alternative to subsidy. Tinubu should be careful with this move, otherwise it will send a bad narrative uh, about him. Baturi Hammond Davis says, No evil lasts forever. The reproach has finally been taken away from Plateau people. Emmanuel James says, I feel we are the problem of the country. Why did I say so? We Nigerians always want to suffer ourselves. True. Well, let's take uh, this phone call. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, Professor Panas. Yeah, good evening. Uh, tell us the name and where you are calling from, sir. Uh, my name is uh, Honorable Zahir Uwase, the managing director of Kamar Oil and Gas. Oh, great, great, great. Uh, uh, I guess it's alleged Sparrow. Thank you for calling. Well, uh, talk to us. Yesterday, the president made uh, remarks about fuel subsidy, and today, uh, all of a sudden, People in your own uh, industry have just hiked the price of uh, pump price of oil. What's going on, sir? The, the people are criminal. Which people? The people. Yes, they are criminal. The marketers are criminal. Okay, the marketers. That's why I think DPR, yes, DPR supposed to go after them. DPR, that's the function of the DPR. They're supposed to go and arrest them. Because this oil, they, they, they are enjoying subsidy. That statement is just a policy statement. Okay. So they are not supposed to increase one naira. Okay. Well, th- yes. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, do you have something additional you'd like us to know? The, no, the only thing government has to come in, the, the, the government has to come in, the state government has to invite the DPR, tell the DPR to go after the, the criminal marketers. All right, thank you. Thank you. But you are very sure that uh, there's no scarcity of oil from anywhere. It's just artificial. There's no scarcity. It's only holding. Holding, okay. Okay. Maybe, yes. yeah, maybe one of these days I uh, would love to have you in the studio, Alaji Adahiruwasi, uh, to come and explain some of these things in detail. But thank you for calling. No problem. No problem. Thank you. No problem. I'll come back, I'll come back from Lagos over the weekend. Thank you. definitely be there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Well, uh, 08121, uh, uh, 08121 877777. I mean, uh, Gilbert, you heard from uh, him. He said, uh, O'Reilly, uh, they are criminals. Well, the Department of Petroleum Resources, like he's trying to point out there, I think we have had these sort of issues over time, and hardly would you hear of any arrest. At best, it's statements upon statements. Well, I, I want to see a decisive step being taken by the governor, aside to this statement that he has put out. And um, this is where we want to see his empathy, full-fledged. You yeah. know? Um, it's an urgent situation, and of course, it's, it's a better time to even win some more confidence you know, the, uh, amongst the followers. So, true, true. Well, uh, more phone calls, uh, Gilbert. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good evening. Nice evening here. Yeah, my name is uh, Jesus. I'm calling for all the both. Well, listening. Thanks for calling. Yeah, Consort, uh, I think uh, it's so sad uh, that uh, immediately the policy statement was made by the president. Uh, all the marketers became... <laughs> the, 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 the food that, that was eater to, that were eater to available for us to buy, became scarce. Yeah, I know that people will say, some people will argue that 
it's not the issue of governance. But I think it goes. It is the government that that implement these policies. What is the function of the uh, D, uh, DPRO? As you have already pointed out, no one has ever been arrested and prosecuted in respect of uh, these things. It is so sad. We we continue to go the cycle and cycle and on and on, and nothing is being done. It's so pathetic. So that's my thank you. Thank you for calling. I do have a good evening. One last call and then that will be it on the show. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. A very good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. This is the voice of Anguaru Kuba, Comrade Adwantiba. Solomon calling from Anguaru Kuba. Thank you for calling. Well listening, sir. I will first of all congratulate Tatu. I congratulate Jeff and for the part patriotism. Since uh, we begin uh, this exercise of election, uh, and as far as I'm concerned, is an asset uh, on the plateau. It will take those who know or those who don't know to understand what I'm saying. But for those who know, will understand what I'm saying. And God bless Jefferson. Bless for Sack and Gilbert Joseph. Thank you. Well, for Sack, you know, I want to speak uh, this way. I want to advise the, the governor, His Excellency Barisa Khaled Manesa Lufang, to concentrate on security. In fact, even if you will finish the four years in restructuring security architecture on the plateau, I think uh, plateau people should be able to know, a real plateau man will know that the problem of plateau state today is insecurity. If Khaled Manesa Lufang will arrest this, then the next four years will be given to him and, of course, taking over some developments. But now, let me tell you, he should be up and down to arrest and to deal with those who even stay on the plateau and they don't mean it for, mean it well for the plateau. They don't mean it well for plateau people. Even if you reside on the plateau and you don't mean it well for the state that you are eating from the state, they should be trashed out for that. I hope, and I want to say this, Professor, the governor, I want to advise gov uh, the governor to be listening to a radio station. It will help him to know his weapon and to know his performance. Those who doesn't mean it for well for Plato, they should walk out of the state. That is just the truth of it. That's our Plato. That's our problem on the state now. Thank Security. You. Thank you. Plato said is a target among other states. Let me tell you, I want Caleb Mufang to be to, to concentrate on thank, you. No thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is the much uh, comments we're going to take on the show. Uh, Gilbert, your final word. Yeah. Our president has resumed office. I wish Nigeria good luck. I wish Plato State good luck. Good evening, Plato. I mean, that's the best wish that you can uh, wish uh, that society will become better. Society will be great. Thank you very much for your comments. Do have a very good evening. My name is Ponsak Fanab. The news will come your way top of the hour, six o'clock. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 